All right, so today we are going to be talking about bad advice. I feel like New Year's is a time where, you know, we, we try to be our best selves, so we try to kind of flip a new page in our lives, and we go looking around for, for ways to do that, and we get all sorts of advice. Now, some of it's good, and some of it is just truly terrible, terrible advice. And so today, we're going to talk about two very common advice, pieces of advice that people are given that's just, just terrible advice. And then at the end of it, we'll talk about the advice that we, we should heed in this new year. And so the first piece of bad advice that is commonly given is follow your heart. Follow your heart. And that sounds pretty good, right? Follow your heart. I mean, any romantic comedy, any inspirational movie, any YouTube video that you watch is going to tell you to follow your heart. And you know, that is just truly terrible advice. Now let's look at this two ways. Let's look at this biblically, and then let's look at this experientially. Now that's kind of the paradigm that we need to, to bring to our lives, looking at things biblically and then adding our experience onto it to kind of clarify. Never the other way around. But let's look biblically at this real fast. Let's start off in Proverbs 3, 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So right off the bat, we see that we do not need to follow or trust our heart, but instead trust in God with all of our hearts. Our hearts need to be anchored in something. It needs to be anchored in truth in every step that Jesus took. Now, if that wasn't clear enough, the Bible makes the state of the heart very clear in Jeremiah 17, 9, where it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Now, that lays it out pretty clear deceitful above all things and desperately sick okay so that's biblically it, it, it's pretty clear what the state of our heart is apart from God and so let's think about this experientially sincerity is a great thing but sincerity doesn't necessarily mean truth if I go up to this car lot up here and I say, hey, I want to buy that good-looking Ford F-150 for $20, and they say, no. I say, well, I sincerely think and believe that I should be able to buy this Ford F-150 for $20. They're going to sincerely tell me to get lost. Sincerity doesn't necessarily mean truth, and sincerity and the heart don't always go together, which right off the bat should be a red flag. But think about it like this, too. For many of us in this room, we did not marry our first love, right? We all had that puppy love, probably elementary, middle, even high school, before you really have your first experience with, with love or, or lowercase love. And for many of us, our heart lied to us on that. And we thought we were in love. I thought my fifth grade girlfriend was the one. But then she left me for my best friend because he was taller. And so it's funny how a heart tends to lie to us. 
Now, our heart does hold a place in this equation. Our heart kind of can be this motivator. Anytime we talk about salvation or salvific experiences, we don't want emotion to be the driving force, but absolutely emotion is part of it. Salvation is an emotional thing. Following God is an emotional thing. Life is an emotional thing, but we don't need to be driven by these emotions, instead rooted in Christ and then added on to by these emotions. We know this to be true, this whole do not follow your heart all the time. We know it to be true, but we don't want it to be true, man. We want to be the ones who dictate what truth is instead of truth dictating what we are. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then what you will see is 2019, you will live a much happier and better year than the ones before. So don't follow your heart. Believe and trust in God with all of your heart. The second piece of bad advice that people get this time of year, and I'm going to make it twofold, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself or find yourself. That's the big one. You know what you need to do this year? You just, you need to find yourself. You need to find yourself. This, once again, is just truly terrible advice. Sounds super good, right? Some of our favorite actors, some of our favorite Influencers have said, we just find yourself, believe in who you are. Now let's once again look at this biblically and then add experientially on top of it. Biblically, the Bible is clear what humanity is separate from God, apart from God. We've talked about it before in Genesis 6 where the earth is so fully corrupted that God floods it. And the state of humanity is that every intention of the thoughts of their hearts was only on evil continually. Now... That's pretty clear, but Romans 3.10 makes it even clearer. Starting there, it says, No one is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not not known there is no fear of God before their eyes so if you want to find yourself or believe in yourself apart from God I mean go ahead we'll see where that goes but we know where that goes right we do I think there's a testimony shared by many people in this room it's the testimony of myself it's the testimony of my wife where you kind of get swept up in this thing where you say, man, I've lived in a Christian bubble or I've lived in a bubble my whole life and I'm, I'm going to go live. I'm going to go see what this world has to offer and you go and you start trying to make your own decisions and try to create something for yourself and what happens over and over and over again is just pain and hurt and failure because that's the truth of this world. The truth of this world is pain and hurt and failure because it's not the way it's supposed to be. We're meant to be with God, and apart from God, we are not meant to be. And so that's what we'll find. Now, anytime you go looking for your own romantic comedy, that will last just about as long as the movie. It feels so good for a little while, right? You feel free for a little while, but that fuel is fast burning and will leave you empty when you go searching for meaning in meaninglessness, all you will find is less 
than meaning. It's like a treadmill in the desert. You're running in place and you're getting nowhere in a bad place. Now this is the story of the prodigal son, right? The Bible lays it out really clear. Hey dad, give me what's mine. I want all my money. I'm going to go have some fun. YOLO. And then what happens is you end up in a place where you're longing to eat what the pigs do. Now too many of us and too many of our friends or family have gone to this place and they're just too stubborn to admit that they're wrong. Too stubborn to come back home. And it hurts. But don't find yourself. Find yourself rooted in Christ. See, that's the kicker. Yes, there is this idea that you, you are valuable. You are so valuable to God. You have been created by a creator who created you for a specific purpose. That's who you need to find. And it's one of those paradoxical things about Christianity where if you give it up, you'll get it back. Where if you surrender, you'll find victory. See, the thing is, happiness, right? This happiness is a pursuit. Our forefathers knew this. That's why they said you are entitled to the pursuit of happiness because you must pursue happiness. It runs away from you. It's fleeting. But you never have to pursue God because as soon as you start looking for God, he's there. God ain't going to run. The Bible tells us to pursue things of God because that is hard for us. Those things seem hard to grasp, but you will never have to pursue God. And if you pursue God this year, then you will not find happiness. You will find joy, which is happiness and purpose met. And the difference between joy and happiness is joy is not as easily taken away. Happiness is solely dependent on circumstances. Joy is rooted into something much, much deeper. So don't Go believing in yourself. Go believing in God and find who he calls you to be. And then there's something deeper and better worth believing in. All right. So that is the bad advice that I want to talk about this year. And so right now I want to switch to, to good advice. I want to give you the advice that I think is vital for us to take into this new year. It's one that I've been preaching at myself like crazy. And it comes from this passage in Acts 19, 1 through 7. For time's sake, let me just paraphrase it for us. Paul is, is doing his thing. He's, he's in his ministry. And Paul runs across these disciples of John the Baptist. And these disciples of John the Baptist are kind of doing their thing. And Paul says, hey, have you received the Holy Spirit yet? The disciples of John the Baptist said, I didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. And Paul said, well, well who, who were you baptized by? Who, who were you baptized under? They said, we were, baptized, we were baptized into John's baptism. And Paul said, wait, 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 no, no, no. John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, of what, of things to come. And then Paul baptizes these disciples of John the Baptist into Jesus's baptism. And they received the Holy Spirit and the story moves on. Okay, that's important. And let me tell you why that is important. Because too many of us, too many of us have this faith of John the Baptist ministry or this baptism into John the Baptist's baptism. Now, John the Baptist was awesome. 
He was awesome. But he was talking about things to come. And then the things to come came. And so John's whole message was repent because one day Jesus is going to come. And then Jesus came. And too often we in 2018 are still caught in this repent, repent, repent. Now, repentance is absolutely part of the gospel, but it is not all the gospel is. Fear is part of your belief in God, but it is not all your belief in God needs to be. Freedom, freedom. Jesus set you free, free from sin, free from shame, free from being sorry. And I mean sorry in two ways. I mean saying you're sorry over and over again, but also just kind of being sorry. So in 2019, believe in the right gospel. Believe in the gospel of Jesus. Know that God ain't mad at you. And that if you repent, if you say, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this again, you not only never have to worry about that wrath, that punishment of God coming on you, but also you can never do it again. See, you can change under Jesus' gospel. Under John the Baptist's gospel, you're just going to keep apologizing and falling face first into that sin over and over again under Jesus's gospel you say I'm sorry and then Jesus gives you the strength to stumble on forward and to stumble on to something better but the big thing is this if you are like me one of the biggest problems with faith is worrying about this thing that you telling me I get to go approach this God of the universe, God who created the stars and the earth and the heavens and, you know, and, and rains fire down on people and, you know, it floods the earth. I get to just go talk to him about my day. Seems like he's got bigger fish to fry or bigger fish to create or something. But no, that's exactly what Jesus Christ is saying. God calls you friends. But then also past that, he calls you adopted into his family, and he calls us sons. Even to the daughters in this room, he calls you sons. And that's for a specific reason, because you were promised an inheritance. The same way that a first century son would be promised an inheritance, you were promised an inheritance of eternal life. Promised an, an inheritance of goodness, of faithfulness, of kindness, of community, of never being alone. This year, stop walking around like you're going to get in trouble with every step. Stop walking around like God's mad at you all the time. He is for you. He's not against you. The Bible makes that clear over and over and over again. You were loved. You were loved. You were loved. And this year, the challenge for myself, and I guarantee you the challenge that needs to be heard by many people in this church, is when somebody asks you what you think about your faith, Freedom is one of the words that you were first to say. Because right now, that's not one of my words in my vocabulary. That's not something that I describe my faith in. I know it up here. I know it in my head, but I don't know it in my heart. It's not circulating. So let's believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the full story instead of just being stuck in this, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, you're sorry. Now what? Will you pray with me? God, we love you. We need you. And we long for you. Help us truly understand what it means to be set free. What it means to be adopted into the family. What it means to have a God who's for us. And yes, you are the creator of the earth. 
And you did set the stars in the sky and set the foundations of this world, but yet you call us to just be with you, to talk to you. And Father, we know that we are, we are bound in this world with sin and shame, but we also know that you call us to something better and that any mistake that we have made has been paid for by your son. Because it's not about what we did or didn't do. It's about what Jesus did and who he was and how he died and how he rose again. Let us walk into that resurrection. Let us walk into that freedom. Father, thank you. We pray this in the name of your son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.